Conscious Living Radio, 100.5 FM in Vancouver. I'm Conscious Sims. My mic's not on, though. Interesting. There we go. Thank you, Mark. I'm here with Mark Curran. <laughs> with Mark Curran, pushing the buttons. Pushing the buttons. So, hey, a little bit of good news. Good news, Conscious Living, good news. See, I knew we didn't need someone to write the jingle, although maybe tonight's guest will write us a jingle just because she's so nice. That track we were listening to is called uh, Where Earth Meets Sky, and it's Lorianne Speed, and that's our show tonight. We're going to get into her beautiful music and talking about um, having a journey when you're listening to music. But first, do it again. Good news. Good news, conscious living, good news. Do, yeah. do, 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 so do, there's do. so much bad news out there. The first one's simple. The first one really is good news, but then the other two were a serious stretch for me. Okay, good news. Groundbreaking new project in Germany is testing the use of salt as an ingredient for fossil fuel-free future. I just think that's so cool. It's in Berlin. They've started this new system of technology. They're using calcium oxide, known as quicklime, which stores heat for way longer than water storage. And they've got it in 100 homes already. So eventually it's going to grow to 1,000. Eventually their idea is the world. This is one of their offerings. I just think that's truly Mm. cool. Good? Science. We like that, right? Okay, now here's the one that's tough to make good news out of, but I believe in reframes. Um, Anyone who's been paying attention to the news knows that various American states have been trying to restrict laws, making it um, difficult to get safe and legal abortion. So, I mean, really it's about the conservative Supreme Court that's happening. They're trying to overturn Roe versus Wade, which was a pivotal law in the states for women to have freedom. And um, and it's scary. So how do you make that good? I mean, it's everywhere. We're all talking about it. We're worried. All I could think to do as a reframe was talk about Canada. We're fortunate. We're blessed to be here. So in Canada, I did a little research, and uh, Sarah Baddeley, she's the chair of the Halifax chapter of Women's Legal Education Action Fund, was asked, what about our rights here? How secure are they in Canada? And she said ironclad and i love that so it's part of our constitution the right to access safe and effective medical care without undue influence from the government that is enshrined in our constitution how cool is that and and abortion is considered medical care so that is good news right Okay. Whatever you ladies say, I'm on your side. Whatever you want. And I've got one more, which was really hard to make good news out of. Well, you want me to share my what I thought was kind of good news? Sure. Well, it was the uh, I, I saw an advertisement or, or a post basically that it's um, you know ride your bike to work week next week here in Vancouver, and I know where our offices are, and you know I see a lot of bike lanes, and some of these yeah. guys on their bikes, man, they move pretty good. They make good time. And I even had a friend one time leave, um, you know, we're going to the NOM for dinner. And we left our house at the same time. She's got an electric bike. And I said, well, I'll meet you there. No sooner did I park my car that she was there at the same time. So I was pretty floored at the amount of time that she made on her electric bike. And she travels everywhere. So I I just think it's great that, you know, we're a city that has really opened up to to bikes and, and alternative transportation, especially when you talk about fossil fuels and 
all of those kinds of things. And at the price of gas right now, it's kind of crazy. So I just encourage everybody to, you know, take advantage of riding their bike to work or at least ride their bike more. And not on the sidewalk. Well, the bike lanes and what no, we have seriously. in Vancouver is really, That's my really pet peeve. pretty good. I'm walking yeah. with my dog on the sidewalk, and it's like, are you kidding? And if you say something, you just get harassed. I know. So. I'm, I'm not a fan of uh, riding on the streets myself, but with the bike lanes and, and yeah, yeah. if you take it's those better. pathways, yeah. there's a lot of great ways to get around Vancouver on a bicycle. Yeah. So. Well, that's good news. I think so. Okay, Game, right. Game of Thrones. I love that show. Okay, wait a minute. But it was so painful. And I'm not going to get into that because this is called good news, right? Good news. But it is tough that the mother of dragons, the breaker of chains, my woman you're not, you're not putting out went a spoiler psycho and decided to slaughter people. Like, hello, male writers. Who wrote that? Anyway, I'm not going to go spoiler there. Spoiler alert. Is, it's done. The finality's I done. I haven't seen it. Oh. sorry that's all right good news is and i really worked hard at this two pieces Jon snow is reunited with his wolf that's good news with ghost and sansa is crowned and to me that's a character i love you know the books were only till season five and the characters are so well developed and to me those writers really flesh them out so to see sansa um, find her voice, find her power, and refuse to bend the knee ever to anybody was kind of cool. Again, woman's issue. Spoiler so that's alert. that. I guess I don't have to watch now. No, you've said spoiler alert <laughs> enough. You don't have to watch. <laughs> I'm just teasing. I'll, I'm, I'm going to watch it anyway at some point. So but good. I just, I love the way that, you know, it was a great film with, you know, the costumes and the character development and, up, and things. And up till season six. I literally, there's a couple of times I jumped up off my chair like oh my i couldn't believe what yeah. happened like yeah. it was just that well done in, in my opinion yeah. am i the only person not watching game of thrones no ever? there's a few people some some are even protesting which is strange to me to protest something you've not seen right um but whatever you know each to his own i read the books my son turned me on to the books loved the books and i just find the depth of character and the arcs nobody's just good or just bad it's very medieval realistic and so, yeah, it's violent, but there's also um, heart, such heart in it. So, I don't know. It's an adventure. Let's introduce you. Tonight's all about Lorianne Speed. And she's, you've been on the show before. Delighted to have you back. Lorianne is a Vancouver composer, a pianist, a recording artist, who's, whose music serves as a transformational vehicle. She's released seven original albums. Her album, Wake of a Whisper, was nominated for Best Instrumental Released release at the West Coast Music Awards and she's got an upcoming concert Sunday June 2nd here in Vancouver at VSO Music School of Music so we're going to talk about what a musical journey is like and and what people can expect invite you out to that and as well feature a whole lot of your new compositions which are just beautiful and a testament to soulful expression so welcome Thank you, Tasha. Yeah. What a lovely introduction. Thank you so much. Yeah. So what what inspired you as a composer to shift your music from just being an entertainment or something that, you know, is light to something that is has the ability to be transformational? Hmm. Well, for one thing, I'm very interested in transformation in my own personal life. It's something from a very young age, 
self-inquiry, personal development, spiritual development, transformation. And I've been walking that walk for a long, long time, 30 plus years. But what surprised me is that that started to show up in my music. People first were reporting that to me, Mm -hmm. that they had that kind of experience listening to a concert or to an album or to the music. And from there, I, I grew more and more into that. It's just a congruency with, with myself that my music would also be a part of what I'm so passionate mm-hmm. about. An expression of that. Mm-hmm. Do you feel when you're creating that you're out of conscious mind? Is it more of a... Uh, oh, for sure. Yeah. How, how would you describe that that's process? Always, that's a great question because... Most of the time, people do, um, because most of us are busy using our minds, and so one would expect that that's how one composes a piece of music. And there is mind involved, of course, like getting from here to there or figuring out a harmonic issue, but really it's beyond that. Like I have a capacity, it seems, to drop my mind. Even my my facilitation work is that I have a capacity to deeply listen to others as a intuitive, as a counselor. And it's just another deep listening. I deeply listen and, and it, it comes, it's like all guidance comes. Mm-hmm, if you deeply mm-hmm. listen, there's you can hear when to do the dishes even, you know, so. Right. And so this leads us to listening to the heart because you're not talking about listening to your mind. You're not talking no. about your ego. You're talking about a different, almost a different channel entirely. Yeah. And I know when you describe your music, you say music has a story, but it it is speaking from the heart without words. Mm-hmm. So can you take one more step into this this whole realm for someone who's going what do you mean like speaking from the heart what do you mean mm. listening right. to the heart what does that actually mean on a practical level yeah sinking into the body it's mm-hmm. really being in the body not um i find if i'm way up in my head yeah, I can figure out songs, sure. I can put it together like a jigsaw puzzle. Or I can just feel into the space, into myself, sink down. There's all these ways of pointing to it, and they're just pointers, aren't they? I can point mm-hmm. to, I'm going to sink into this area in my chest. Well, that's where my heart is. And, and resting in there. And when you say sink, you it's it's connected with breath. That's it's like it's breathing. dropping out of the, yeah. the mind. But it's so automatic now. I mean, I've mm-hmm. been writing for years and years. Um, maybe it's like meditation. You know, you after you've meditated for a long time or maybe a short time, depending on the person. But there's a dropping in. I sit at the piano and I drop in. And the listening is like listening with inner ears. It's, well, as soon as I start to play, it something else it's it's like some of these pieces already exist somewhere in time and Mm -hmm. space and Mm -hmm. they come through and and then there's a whole lot of work there's like this idea of five percent inspiration 95 percent perspiration there is a lot of work after the themes come and even sometimes learning to play the piece i hear more complicated pieces than i can actually play technically so then i'll have to practice it for some of them for years but um that dropping into the heart is 
just a pointer for resting in a different zone. In a, that's where all creativity comes from, really, isn't mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. Whether you're drawing a picture quietly or reflecting on a sunset. Well, it's where love comes from because yeah. you can't actually think love. Right, right? You actually, it's a, a feeling state, a that's being That's beautiful. State, right? And I think that's where music comes from, yeah. from love, too, mm-hmm. right? It's, uh, I want to be an instrument of beauty and love. Mm-hmm. I try and capture the sounds that are beautiful to me. Right. Was there a foreshadowing in your childhood? Was there anything growing up that made you realize or hear this calling to, to being a pianist and a composer? Mm-hmm. From the time I saw a piano. This is grade three. I, I grew up in a logging and farming community, in a remote logging and farming community. I don't think I'd even seen a piano. But one day into the grade three classroom came this big, white, upright piano. And my little pal, she could play it. And that's like... I want to do that. I want that. I want... So I got her to teach me what she knew, and I kept asking for lessons and pianos at home, but, yeah, I, I knew from then. It's been... It's been something I've been pursuing a long time, un, un, um, unprovoked mm-hmm. from the beginning. It, it sounds almost like a recognition of the affinity between you and the piano. Yeah, I couldn't Did let it, it go. I could yeah. not, even though I didn't have a piano at home and there was this big inspiration at school. I'm just, what, 11 years old in grade three? Is that what that is? There was just such a passion immediately for wanting to learn to play it that continues. The mm-hmm. same passion, the same crazy, just still learning and and one thing i really love about that and, and that inspires me and is you know when you hear us say quincy jones story the first time he ever saw a piano he knew for he just knew oh um and i heard jennifer i think it was jennifer hudson she's is she the one who won american idol from chicago mm-hmm. and she was same thing she knew like from the age of six that when she first heard music and that was her th- she knew that was her calling mm-hmm. and I, I just think it's so beautiful when you hear these stories where people just know it's such a young age and then yeah. they just chase it yeah, and not know. that it's not without adversity mm-hmm. incredible oh, obstacles yeah. well in Quincy Jones story like when he told his story it was just like whoa it's the things you just never knew it, mm-hmm. and that you know mm-hmm. those challenges and struggles and then when he discovered that and, and that was one thing that actually really uh, changed his life so he wasn't you know in the gangs and on the streets and you know getting into trouble because he found this passion the first time he ever just hit a piano because they him and his mm-hmm. uh, family cousins or something broke into some place and there was a piano there mm-hmm. and he was just like wow mm-hmm. so i just I, I just honor that story because mm-hmm. it's it's yeah something to acknowledge yeah that it really does occur that mm-hmm. um well look at billy elliott i just watched that movie <laughs> last week <laughs> yeah you know yeah. something calls forth this interest this preference on some level and well and the added piece that i've certainly noticed in my own life that what we end up offering as our gift often comes out of a wounding or a trauma or Mm. something that Mm -hmm. you could look at and say wow that's horrible and yet i know if i hadn't experienced what i experienced i wouldn't be offering what i offer now like it shapes you in such a it's as if it holds the seed of your calling even in that pain mm-hmm. if you open mm, to it and let it grow right? i think so so your um your latest is called vistas mm-hmm. and i want to play a track i want to get into some of your music but i wonder if we can talk about it because i'm fascinated by 
we'd, we'd mentioned this earlier when we were chatting. I love what your work is called. And so this track that I want to play is called The Quest. Mm. So for you, what does that mean? Why did, how come it's called that? That's such a, such a good segue from what we were just talking about. Because, of course, there's a theme, a thread through my entire life of a quest. The piano's been, a, music's been a huge quest for me. But that, that piece in particular, just to answer your question... Um, It seems during this brief time between our birth and death that each soul comes with something to discover or fulfill or give, and we often don't know what that is, and we may spend our life searching and seeking for what that might be, and we could call that a quest. Mm -hmm. And it's an ancient story in our collective psyches, usually involving an unlikely hero. Uh We rarely see ourselves as the epic heroes and heroines in our epic stories and I wanted to capture some of this ancient story of the quest in this piece and in these this uh, bigger program that I'm working with it is talking about the hero's journey and this quest idea for me of course searching and seeking the, the music's been it's been a, a huge like like i said so many obstacles at the beginning not the least of which is not even having a piano for heaven's right. sakes yeah. and uh we're all searching and seeking and questing for our own unique special particular mm-hmm pieces mm-hmm. of the puzzle and the sections of the hero's journey which is joseph campbell as you mm-hmm. know um the initiation which is the call to adventure and then the initiation and then the return and there's micro aspects of that but those are the three main kind of um the main arc of a hero's journey yeah i wonder if you'd mind um if i introduce this piece and set people up to have a bit of an experience with that. Would you be okay with that? Sounds good. Okay, because I'm going to talk over your music, which is, so I'm asking for permission. Oh, it, please do. Yeah, I'm okay, interested great. myself. So, first of all, everybody out there, just get comfortable, and you know, if you're driving the car, pull over. I mean, it's just time. Pull over, and close your eyes, and take a big deep breath. Inhale deeply, and just Set an intention to allow the music to delight you with pictures, with images, with symbols, with sensations, and just get into your body. As Lorianne was talking about earlier, sink into your body, let your busy mind drift off, and as you breathe, imagine being supported, held by the great mystery. Knowing that we're not alone here, we're co-creators with the cosmos, each individual and connected. And just ask yourself, what is my calling? Why am I here at this time? Breathe, invite your heart to step into the portal and see what arises.
You're listening to The Quest. Lorianne Speed on Conscious Living Radio 100.5 FM in Vancouver. Co-op Radio, I'm Tasha Sims. And I'm Mark Curran. That was so beautiful, Lori. It was beautiful. <laughs> I would just want more. Thank and you. I can only imagine. We're going to talk about the concert you've got coming up after break. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's just get into a bit more of your music. I, I, it's so evocative when you name, when you title something. Does that for you come from a feeling from within also? Do you play it and then the title comes to you? How do you come up with a title for a piece of music? Yeah, I I think it drops in like the music drops in. And I know when it's in the pocket, I go, that's the title. Mm-hmm. I don't start with the title necessarily, in fact, rarely, but I know what it means after. I know what this piece means. Like, So in the same way, it arrives. Uh, I, I think that's part of the creative process, too. Mm-hmm. Just... And the cool part is it informs everybody who hears that title to kind of uh, orient themselves in their own way. And so the track I'm thinking of, Love's Last Breath, like those words are beautiful. They're poetic, Love's Last Breath. And I imagine people would immediately go to something personal. And I want us to share where we go when we hear hear that, and then maybe we'll play the track of music. So for you... Love's Last Breath, one of the songs on Vistas. What does what comes up? What's what is that for you? Mm-hmm. You know, it's a enigmatic title. I I get that it's got layers that you could project on it. Is that your beloved's last breath? Is that uh, the end of a love relationship? Is it love itself? Last breath. So I liked that you could, one could hear their mother's departure or the end of their relationship in it. So there's a transition or an ending. But what I wanted in that was to notice that the ending can be so beautiful because you would think it would be filled with grief or loss, but actually it's it could be on a Hallmark movie and he's come home for Christmas and they weren't expecting him. No, like, Father. Um, but it's, it's actually, I, I actually played it years after I wrote it, I played it at my, even my brother's funeral and because beauty in the loss can be found as well and that if it was love and it was love's last breath, she would be feeling her freedom and the glory of the mm-hmm. return and the beauty of that. Mm-hmm. That's gorgeous. Thank you. What comes up for you, Mark? Well, well, the first thing I wanted to say that I thought was really interesting when you were talking about titling the songs is it's one thing when you listen to, you know, I'm air quoting here, but traditional music that have lyrics and all of those things, this, the title kind of connects in a different way than when you're listening to a complete instrumental and then you look at the title of what that is, mm-hmm. because then you're left to kind of fill in the blanks yourself mm-hmm. based on knowing the title. So I thought that was really kind of interesting. And that's mm-hmm. where I was thinking when you asked that question, because it's like there's not even any words like a exactly. You know, like a rock so and roll song this is part of like what that. we're going to talk about after yeah, break, yeah. where it's a journey that you create. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you know, talk ask me about love's last breath. The hit that I get is kind of what I think Lorianne was speaking about is you know like the end of a relationship. It's you know that way because I haven't you know had to face any death in 
too closely in my life or family or, or anything of that nature. Not yet, and I know it's inevitable. Um, but it's, you know, I think about, you know, when you're maybe hanging on to that relationship and you want it to work or, you know, but you realize it's just over. You know, I have to let this go, let love mm-hmm. go, let that last breath go and move on. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what comes to me. Yeah. And I think for me, breath is such a human activity. And when you stop, you are no longer in physical form. And the beauty, it's, it's what you're saying, Lori, and the beauty of that and the sadness at the same time. And for me, death has been a teacher. Mm. I've lost a lot of young men, a couple of really close young men, and also a, a young child, and then my girlfriend who was 32. So they're not end-of-life kind of full mm-hmm. lives. There are moments uh, that were so um, impactful. Mm-hmm. And you have a choice in those moments, again, to, to contract and um, um, or let it impact you and let it actually allow you to flourish. So that, to me, is the beauty and the sadness that they, there is a beauty in grieving. There's a rawness. All you have to do is go to palliative care and talk to the, the people on that floor, and you can see that when people are facing death, they're not pretending anymore. Everything is real. And I love real. Mm -hmm. And so for me, that's what I get when I hear the title of that song. Love's it's love and it love will always continue. But the breath in the physical body Mm -hmm. not. Yeah. Not. Beautiful. So let's play that track. And um I invite you again, take a big deep breath, right? Sink in. Is there anything you want to say to Oh, no, I just enjoyed hearing your shares. Thank you. Okay, so this is Laurieann Speed on Conscious Living Radio, 100.5 FM in Vancouver, Co-op Radio.
love's last breath. And I hope someone or something came to mind as you were listening to that beautiful piece. You're listening to Conscious Living Radio, 100.5 FM in Vancouver, and our guest this evening, Lorianne Speed, who created, composed, that, and played that beautiful piece of music. You were saying, as we were listening to it, that you wanted to share a little bit more on um, when something is instrumental and how the music is talking versus words or lyrics. Do you mm-hmm. want to... Yeah, it, it seems to me to be a very co-creative process. The title is a pointer, and at my shows I give a little bit more of a pointer, a longer one, and then you draw from within that material from your own life, mm-hmm. from your own psyche, from your own emotions, and I find it, perhaps things get said that can't easily easily be said in words even, right. beyond, uh, outside of words, right. and touches something, resonates something, frees something even on a cellular level. I like to call them sound stories. Mm-hmm. And whose stories are they? Your stories. That's beautiful. I love that. So let's talk about your upcoming concert. So it's June 2nd. It's a Sunday, 4 mm-hmm. o'clock in the afternoon at VSO, which is at on... Pyatt Hall. At Pyatt Hall, um, it's on Seymour, right? Seymour, Downtown. yeah. VSO School of Music, mm-hmm. Pyatt Hall, yeah. And so you've done these journeys before. Mm-hmm. How would you describe the experience for someone who's listening and goes, mm-hmm. "Okay, so I'm going to come. It's a concert. Well, it's a little bit more than a concert because you're inviting them to have a journey." I am. It's quite unique, actually. So. It's a combination of spoken word and poetic spoken word and piano. So my first show was called The Sacred Beauty, and it was a contemplative journey that took you on a journey to your dreams and strengths and talents, inner peace and joy. The second one I did was called Nature Speaks, and it took us on a journey through nature, advocating for nature, what she might say if she could speak through the sound waves of the piano. This one is called Dancing with the Mystery, and... Why is it a music journey? Because we start out in one place with an inquiry, perhaps. We could call it an inquiry with this one, nature's, um, Dancing with the Mystery. And we start with a question, and the question gets answered at the end. But we have to we go through this journey. Now, the journey takes place also within the actual music. It's a sound story. It's a music journey. They're not... Uh, chorus, verse, chorus, verse. They're, they take you on their own unique journey, their own arc. Some of them are short. Many of them are quite long. And it's this concert is about you. It's, a, it's your story. It's about the bittersweet poignancy of being a human surrounded by the mystery and in this huge universe. It's very... Uh, it's your heart, your soul your life that starts to get uh, I don't know activated activated or yeah. we smell the fragrance of it the perfume Beautiful. of your the beauty of your your own life the beauty you see the beauty of your life it's and, really and, and what is the question that you offer people to reflect on oh, as they take right. this journey well i start with my own question it it came about uh, the inspiration for it was from the solar eclipse in the summer of 2017. And during that eclipse, I felt this undeniable and profound interconnectedness with all things. 
And then it was, yet how is it that a cosmic event light years away could have an impact? And then it becomes, so what's this life for? I mean, in cosmic time, the between our date of birth and date of death is brief. Well, what's this time for? Mm-hmm. And does life mean does life mean something or does it mean nothing? Mm-hmm. And this one life seems to be a mystery accompanied by complete uncertainty of outcomes. And that gets answered by the end of this journey. That is worth coming to. That's so so fabulous. Like I really really want to have this experience. It sounds so great. So that's June 2nd again, yep. Sunday, 4 o'clock. I like that it's 4 o'clock. I don't know why. I like that it's sort of a mid-afternoon, late-afternoon mm-hmm. beginning. There's something, yeah. you know, the sun hasn't quite set and, yet. And so how long will will the show be? Just, you know, so people who might want, want to attend can plan their dinner after. Yeah, 90 minutes. Okay. And, you know, it, it was in, the time was inspired by Horowitz, who always said that he had concerts at four, so people weren't falling asleep because they just had dinner. <laughs> he didn't like having concerts after dinner. He wanted to have the concerts before dinner. But if it's good but enough it for sense, Horowitz, yeah. that, it's good enough for me. I, I, I like the way you think. <laughs> so let me read you what someone who attended one of your last journeys said, because I think it's lovely. It's about dancing with the mystery. I did a few at my house. Ah, Okay. So this person wrote, Lorianne's music guided me on a profound inner journey. The range of form, pace, volume, melody, power, and tenderness, like a flashlight, supported me in exploring unknown and hidden corners of my psyche, welcoming and embracing parts of me back home. It was therapy without words, enabling a heartfelt and somatic unraveling. I was invited right into the depths of my own being and then into the vast emptiness of all existence. Lorianne's dance with the mystery is a transmission directly from that mystery. One cannot help but be changed, altered, and touched. That's so beautiful. Isn't it? It's amazing. Well, I was actually blessed to have been invited um, to one of the... Lori's private house concert. Andrew one day says, what are you doing tonight? Lori invited us to to this concert. So we went, and I didn't really know what to expect because I'd never met Lori Ann before. I don't think I did anyways, or maybe in passing. And, uh, you know, it's not typically my kind of thing that I would normally go to, but I'll tell you, I was blown away. The proximity, the the people, the music, and I was sitting almost right beside Lori Ann. And to, to be able to take in the vibration mm-hmm. of the sound while you're listening to it to actually feel it. And then she invited us to lay under the piano and take that in, and many did. It was just, it was an experience unlike nothing I had experienced before, and I was mesmerized. So I was, you know, it was one of those beautiful things where I was mm-hmm. like, wow, Where life. can people find tickets? My website. On your website, yeah. which is? It's www.lori-anlori.com dash A-N-N. So many ways to spell that. So L-O-R-I hyphen A-N-N. Speed. There's only one way to spell speed. <laughs> dot com. And that's fast. <laughs> and we'll also have links to this interview and tickets on ConsciousLivingRadio.org. It's already up. And I want to close, the track I want to close our show with is Hope for Humanity. And I thought before we played it, maybe you could paint a picture of what 
maybe all three of us could paint mm-hmm. a picture of what yeah. our hope for humanity is. Mm. And then, of course, when folks are listening to it, they can dream their dream of humanity. Exactly. And this is where that piece came into being. I was doing the Nature Speaks show, which I took people into the beauty and love of nature and then into the destruction and demise of nature. And then we had to build back from there. And I built back. So what do we do? Well, we visualize and we imagine what we want for the future. And what I know is that groups united in one heart are powerful vehicles for change. So I wanted them to be focused on their hope for uh, the rehabilitation of our beautiful nature, because that's what the show is about. And But it continues that that's my focus with, with that is as a sound story. Can we just imagine each, every time we listen to that, our hope for humanity and that united in one heart, thinking, you know, you reframe some of these negative stories into a positive story. If we can all just keep focused on what we imagine and visualize for the future, that that people united in one heart are powerful vehicles for change so unite in our hope for humanity so that's my, your vision that's my vision mm-hmm. but i i guess what i would say personally is my hope for humanity is what we all hope for is the the well-being of our beloveds through you know bringing sanity back to the mm-hmm. planet in multiple ways mm-hmm. and you mark well truthfully i I just love to see everybody, you know, for lack of a better word, wake up. I'd love to see the word, the, the world kind of tra- brother. transform in the way so that, you know, there's no war, there's no starvation, there's no lack, that we take care of the problems that society's kind of created and that are within society, especially when we look at the downtown east side. Mm-hmm. You know, we have so much knowledge, intelligence, and resources on this planet that there is no reason in my opinion and my world view that anybody should be going without the god-given right that there we we are all given you know for you know food clothing shelter peace love yeah and really joy and bliss because that is really our god-given right and when we see so much of this you know, struggle in the world and the, the pain for trauma and whatever but he goes through. I just love to see everybody just kind of let go of their stuff and start, you know, mm-hmm. loving and accepting mm-hmm. right. and, and letting the world be that place. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of on that track too. Martin Luther King, there's a, a, a quote I just want to share that I think um, follows along what you've just opened up, Mark. He said, an individual has not started living until he can rise above the narrow confines of his individualistic concerns to the broader concerns of all humanity. And that's what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, too, my hope for humanity is we remember how interconnected we are and we look for sameness because it's there. We cherish the differences. They're lovely. We're diverse. But there is a sameness in everyone, no matter where you are from or what echelon or what your all these divisions that are everywhere if we could see beyond that and find that commonality Mm -hmm. um that's my vision and it does require i think an inner revolution i don't think it's just going to happen it isn't you have to do your individual part which to me is an inside job Mm -hmm. 
and then you have to ripple it out it has to turn into action it has to be both so my vision for humanity is we recognize how um how much sameness we all share Mm-hmm. And we open our hearts to that and make that our banner instead of whatever people are waving mm-hmm. in their righteous opinions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good to me. So we're going to close with that track. Once again, your concert is Sunday, excuse me, Sunday, June uh, second. 2nd at 4 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And um, there's only a few tickets left, so I suggest you get them real quick. Mm-hmm. And thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you, Tasha. It's been, it's been just great to be here. Yeah, it's always a pleasure, Lorianne. Thank you. This is called Hope for Humanity, Lorianne Speed, on Conscious Living Radio, 100.5 FM in Vancouver. Have a great night. <laughs> 